Welcome back to Season 2 of Conversations with Coley Podcast. I'm your host, Nicole Miller, the author of the book series A Through Z Guide to Raising a Good Human, a book series that I wrote to start the communication process between parents and children, starting from birth and why conversation is important. This year, I want to invite you to join me and my guests as we talk about all the subjects and topics that we hear about in everyday life, like human trafficking, grief, relationships, near-death experiences, and all the insights that we can learn from these subjects and topics, and how to look at things from both sides of the spectrum without using bias. Join me and my guests this season as we heat up the summer and the airwaves with our hot topics and we start opening the doors and shaking out the rugs that we have been carrying with us through generations to truly be the change. Welcome back to another episode of Conversations with Coley. Today, I welcome back Abigail White, co-creator and co-host of the Mother Daughter Journey podcast. Welcome back, Abigail. Thank you so much. I'm so excited to be here. Yeah. First, your icebreaker question. The holidays are coming. What is your favorite holiday? Oh, easy. Halloween. <laughs> Same. <laughs> Dude, I love Halloween. And um, I'm finding that it's like skipping to fall and Christmas. Like, where is my favorite holiday? Right. Right. That's why I feel like a lot of the times people say, oh, holidays are coming. Thanksgiving and Christmas are the two that they think of. And no, it's all it's spooky season for me. So Same. I start de- I literally will start decorating September 1st. I am that bad. No, nothing wrong. Nothing wrong with that. Respect. (laughs) (laughs) So let's reintroduce you to the listeners. So let's hear a little bit about you. Okay. Um, Well, I'm Abigail White, as you said, and um, I am the co-producer and co-host of the Mother Daughter Journey podcast. Um, I'm also also venturing into um, private coaching. Uh, working with mothers and daughters of uh, daughters that are teens and a little older um, as they kind of work through that maturing transition, uh, the transition of a maturing mother-daughter relationship. Um, Because there's a lot that goes on there that doesn't get talked about. Um, So a lot, we take a lot of what we talk about on our podcast and use it to help people directly. I love that. Well, I may need you at some point. (laughs) Just let us know. Always happy to help. (laughs) And because I know you, I'm I'm happy to have you help. (laughs) So your journey begins with your struggle. Do you want to share what that was and where it led you? Sure. So um, my my struggle was is with mental illness. Um, for when I was much, much younger, it wasn't something that was really talked about too much. Um, I'm kind of just brushed under the table, swept under the rug, so to speak, um, until I couldn't really keep sweeping it under the rug. 
and I found that I was um, had some suicidal ideations. Um, thankfully, the people around me, I, I had good friends around me and all of that stuff. And the authorities, the right people were notified and I got the help I needed. Um, but it did start this really long journey um, with lots of ups and downs, twists and turns of finding who I am, discovering, rediscovering myself, I should say, after years and years of just trying to be what I thought everybody else wanted me to be mm -hmm. um, and learning to love myself and how to live and dance with the mental illness that I have. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. now that you can kind of sit and think about it in retrospect, can you pinpoint an age maybe where you started to notice your mental health taking a turn? I would say about it really started to take effect um, around 14 or 15 years old. Mm -hmm. Just, I mean, I looking back, I can see instances of when I was a young child of where it expressed itself. Um, so specifically, I struggle with I, I, depression and anxiety, but I also have OCD and ADHD. Mm -hmm. And I remember when I was a young, young child, I would throw a hissy fit. I mean, scream at the top of my lungs if the the line on the top of my sock you know you know how you, like the line on the top yeah. of the sock can be like a little a little uneven sometimes if it wasn't yeah. perfect on the toes really? right so, and that yeah. just kind of got filed away as being like dramatic or overreacting kind of a thing right and so i never knew um but 14 15 years old you know that's a hard time for everybody yeah <laughs> hard time yeah. no matter what um there's a lot of hormones, a lot of emotions, a lot of trying to figure out who you want to be and you just want to be accepted and loved. So mm -hmm. um, that's that's when it really started to take effect. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So what is masking? Because we talked about that in the last podcast, you talked about how you were masking. So I had never heard that term before. Can you explain to me what masking means and what it is? Absolutely. So honestly, it's something that a lot of us do without even realizing it. Mm -hmm. And to some degree, it's it's OK, even a tiny, tiny bit necessary in the society that we live in. Right. We will kind of put on hats, so to speak, right? yeah. like um, depending on the situations that we're in. But when it becomes detrimental, is when it's so, it, it's not just a matter of trying to fit the social situation. It's a matter of completely just hiding who you are, burying it um, under just layers and layers of, oh, I think this, this is, this person told me that college is a good thing and I'm so smart I could be a doctor. So that's what I'm, I'm going to do. Oh, this person told me that music isn't cool. So I'm going to hide that part of me. And you just keep building and building yeah. and layering just so that you can feel accepted, right? This, like I said earlier, something that we all, all want. Um, but then it becomes, it, it ends up becoming the, doing the exact opposite thing that you want it to do. Okay. So yeah. you spend all of this time trying to become somebody else putting on a 
a piece of a mask here and another layer here. And you end up burying yourself so deep that genuine connection with, with somebody is just so almost out of reach. Mm -hmm. you know, I, and I ended up feeling lonelier when I was more accepted, I say in air quotes, um, than I am now <clears throat> that I've taken my mask off and don't maybe wouldn't be as like when I speak to the younger crowd as, as popular. Again, I say in air quotes. Right, right, right. <laughs> um, you know, like the, the people I have around me are the ones. Um, I feel genuinely connected to them. I feel loved and accepted for everything that I am. And that's because I've been able to show them everything I am. Yeah. Yeah. And that's something we struggle with, especially in the teenage years. Oh, so it could be as you were growing, you had the precursors for the OCD, thus the being dramatic over the socks. I've had kids that have OCD too, where it was like, they're having a whole like fit over something I can't understand. Right. right. That's very important. It's and that's something we don't think about. Yeah. And so then as you become a teen, you're being told like college, I'm guilty of it too, did the same thing because I was, it was beaten into my brain. You're a failure if you drop out of school. If you don't yeah. go to college, you're even more of a failure. You struggle because you didn't do this, 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 this. And so now you don't know who you are. Exactly, exactly. And you couple that with the, the mental illness aspect of it. And I, I mean, for me, there was a tipping point, right? So I, mm -hmm. I had, I was probably 17 when the like ideations kind of started. And it was because I had finally, I was with, um, with a boyfriend at the time and was starting to take the pieces off of my mask. And it didn't go well because once I started to do that, I wasn't who he, he had thought I was right. Because I, Right. I mean, the mask and the person underneath did not match up. Right. 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 Um, and I mean, a lot of other issues, some a little emotional abuse and that kind of stuff aside. Um, I, I opened myself up and it was completely rejected, mm. which like looking back now, again, understandable to a degree because I presented myself as one person and ended up being somebody totally different. Right. Um, but that, that hit so hard at the time I was like, all right, this, this person who says they love me and they want to be with me can't even accept my idiosyncrasies. Like that's what I was idios, idiosyncrasies. I can't, how do you I say think that? that might be the right word, but they can't accept the real authentic you. Couldn't accept, right. And a lot of that was because uh, some of it was my mental illness. Some of it wasn't. It was just who I am. I was a little more, um, I like to jump in puddles, right? And that was like a lot. Yeah. Like, what are you doing? Girl, I'm all about that. Puddles, I right? <laughs> <laughs> so it, that hit me really hard. Um, and I, you know, I latched on to the, the thoughts, the negative thoughts of, well, he can't even love me. And, and, you know, 
my parents are telling me I'm not doing this right. And this person says I'm not doing this right. And everything is just so overwhelming. Yeah. Just wanted to stop. And so that's kind of it because I had spent so much time masking when I finally wanted to genuinely connect with somebody and take it off. It backfired. Yeah. So that just completely sets you into a different direction, like a different, almost a different spiral. Were you aware in the moments that you were masking? Not at all. Mm-hmm. Not one bit. No. Um, I just thought I was doing the things, doing what a normal teenage girl with my, um, I guess, opportunities and privileges that I was blessed with should be, I'm using air quotes again. Yeah. She should be doing right. Right. So I was doing, I was getting the good grades. I was applying for colleges and scholarships. I was doing after school activities. I was national honor society. I was sports music, like all of the things nonstop. I don't even know how I did it looking back. Um, Well, I do know how I did it. I did it because I was wearing a mask. I just, ooh, this is a lot. This is too much. I can't do this. Yes, you can. I'll just put the mask on and pretend you can. Right? So you just keep piling. Yeah. Um, Until it just becomes too much. Yeah. Yeah. Did you feel you had to accomplish all that stuff because there was parental pressure or was it societal pressure? I think a little bit of both. Okay. So um, part of my journey with my mother and our journey together has come, been coming to terms and looking at some of the parental pressures um, and expectations that were kind of passed down to her through her parents and also society, right? And like just pivoting our perception on what success and happiness is. Um, But definitely, yeah, a lot of it came from my parents. And, but I, I, now that I know we've, like I said, we've been through this whole journey together and we're the best friends, best of friends, my mother and I, um, she was under the same pressure, Mm -hmm. right? So she had that pressure when she was growing up, but not only that, she, as a parent, there's this pressure for your children to be successful. Yes. Cause it right? reflects on you on how you raised them. Exactly. Yes. And so it does ignite a little bit of more push and pressure. We add to y'all. Exactly. So there's no blame there, um, right. but it definitely was pressure from my parents and society, both of right. just what it looks like to be successful. Right right i'm on the path of success and i must hit all the boxes on the way Mm -hmm. exactly (laughs) so why do you think when someone is masking it goes unnoticed is it because we are all forced to wear a mask maybe i definitely think that's a piece of it yes super Mm -hmm. super insightful um we are kind of trained to all wear masks in public mm-hmm. to a degree, right? So I um, I work in the service industry as well. I'm a bartender, server, assistant manager at a restaurant, right? And I love it. Um, yeah. 
And so I'm not, I'm not wearing a mask with my coworkers or with some of my regulars, that kind of thing. Um, but there's absolutely times in that industry where you're wearing a mask, right? Yes. Right? You're smiled, <laughs> I'm not always this right? nice and, and, you know, yes. Yeah. And so I, I kind of use that as just a small, I, I mean, it's, it's a little excessive in a service industry or in hospitality. Yeah. But that's the expectation of our society in general, right? Are you, how are you? I'm good. Mm -hmm. There's no, there, the expectation is to be good. How are you? It's to, yeah. whether you're good or not. Right. Robotic <laughs> response. Because Robotic nobody really response. wants to hear the problem. Exactly. Mm -hmm. And so that's just an example of day to day, how we've all just kind of fallen into the pattern of wearing a mask. Mm -hmm. um, and so it goes unnoticed because it, we're all doing it. And I also think if you start doing it young, right, mm -hmm. a lot of, a lot of people. So my other, my other um, little tidbit is that I'm, I'm very intuitive. Um, so as a child too, if I was doing something that made somebody else uncomfortable or upset, I would pick up on that and I would yep. adjust. Yep. So when you start doing it like that, very, very young, you don't even recognize that you're doing it. Yeah. Like, it, it just became a habit. It became part of the way I live, part of the way I survived and maneuvered. Right. right. Um, and so it, it, it's not until, and that, that's why I didn't even know until that mask crumbled that I was wearing one. Yeah. And you made a great point. Now think about how you just said that the way I maneuvered and the way I survived. Yes. That is a lot of the way we as a whole right now are operating. We're operating from survival and maneuvering. Which move do I make? Right. It's sometimes the NAS, like I said at the very beginning, is is necessary. Mm -hmm. um, but we need to start being able to one talk about it, right? Acknowledge that it exists and we're doing it, yeah. so that we can recognize recognize when it's being detrimental to our mental health and our well-being and our relationships. Yeah, especially in those crucial times where you're already like in, there's times in your teens, there's times in your 20s and there's times in your 30s where you're going through like this mental health struggle within yourself, self-esteem and just different things. And so that the in those times, having to have so much of a mask on and to operate under that is so much pressure. So that explains a lot of the upticks that we are seeing today. It definitely does. Yes, I think I think a lot of us, a lot of um, adolescents are just doing it without even realizing it. It's a thing. Mm -hmm. um, so that they and I think as parents, we're doing the things that are putting the pressure there to kind of facilitate that exactly yes it just it bleeds through the generations right they're just passing on what they know and this is how you're going to get through life this is how you're going to be successful they it's coming from a place of i want the best for you mm -hmm. but mm -hmm. that's not always how it's received mm -hmm. 
Yeah. And that's operating from, like they say, the brain, because the brain was taught to survive because of way back when. So if we keep operating from way back then, the same things are not happening to us. We don't need to operate from the survival of the brain. Yes. We as a society, as humans, as a culture have reached the point where we don't need to. I mean, yes, we need to survive. Yes. (laughs) We don't need to. (laughs) We don't need to put that same mental emotional and physical energy into surviving the day-to-day like we used to right now it's about thriving mm-hmm. and yeah. that's all a whole different shift like your lizard brain is like what no just just breathe and and get through the day right where if you're thriving you're living, you're experiencing, you're seeing what's important. And what is important is not those boxes and that path of you must be on this and check all these boxes to be considered a good human being. Right. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. It's, it's all about shifting your perspective, your perception or perspective either way um, on what happiness is. Right. And Mm -hmm. And what success is. And what success is. And it's different for every single person. Yes. Only you can be the gauge of what makes you happy. Yes. Say it again, girl. (laughs) (laughs) Only you can gauge what it is that makes you happy. (laughs) Yes. Yes, yes, yes. (laughs) people come at you with this is going to be good for you it's for it's what's the best for you it's going to make you happy like yes take it listen it's coming from a good place but take it with a grain of salt because only you can determine what makes you happy yeah yeah take the pieces you need you don't have to follow the model exactly again I love that (laughs) yes how did it feel to become unmasked. So now you went through your masking, you're struggling, you're having the ideations and you're thinking of acting upon it, if I'm remembering it correctly. And a friend, a friend knew your mask. Yes. Can you talk about what it felt like after you had to then start to take the mask off? Sure. Um, So, it's interesting because the that first experience of it wasn't until so what the, the what you just said my friend she kind of saw through the the cracks right she was like this isn't not good um and i ended up getting the help i needed and but at the time i was still clinging to the mask so I wasn't trying to take it off just yet. I was still trying to survive. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, I was, and I was actually trying to put it back together. Mm-hmm. So my initial thought process when like these suicidal ideations started happening and would not stop happening. And I started to go to, I was in um, like day programs, but and multiple therapists and psychiatrists and all of that lovely stuff. Um, My train of thought was to just fix it. Right. Well, Uh, that's what we all teach. Now you got a problem. We got to fix it. Got to fix it. 
Right. Um, and so I was trying to just put the mask back together. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And it worked for a few years. I, I was able to survive again with the mask on, um, but not, not forever. Um, and eventually it crumbled again. And this time around, the second time around, which was actually just about two and a half, maybe three years ago, um, I finally was, I, I was like, you know what? This isn't working. I, I'm just, I'm on this roller coaster of, all right, I'm doing all right. I'm wearing the mask. I'm doing the things. Everybody's like, yeah, she's doing a good job. She's doing good. Mm -hmm. And then I lose it because I just don't have the, the energy to keep the mask up. It's, it's exhausting to mm -hmm. maintain. Mm -hmm. Um, and so I had another, I guess, um, tumble, so to speak with my mental health and, um, this time around dug deep. So I guess to kind of go back and answer that, that question you asked, how did it feel? It was scary. Yeah, um, it was scary for sure. And I, I lost a, a few friends that. I had had for a long time because I was finally just accepting that who I am and what I need is valid. Yeah. Um, yeah. I was able to, you know, finally set boundaries, that kind of thing. So that was something I had never, ever done. I just kept adding, adding the pieces to the mask. I kept playing the games maybe you wouldn't have before right let yeah accepted things let them roll off be like maintain whatever i had to do to maintain the status quo mm -hmm. of mm -hmm. my life mm -hmm. um so this time i it, it was scary it's it's hard and it's scary but it was so freeing so freeing i have never felt more free yeah i don't i don't really have another word for it um yeah. Well, being free is very important. And sometimes people who do succumb to suicide, that is what they're looking for is that liberation and that freedom. That's what um, I was looking for. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Man. I used to, I used to imagine, um, I used to want to be a bird. Right. Right. I don't know if you've ever, if anybody's ever like, oh, I wish I, I was a bird so I could just like spread mm -hmm. my wings and fly and be free and I don't have that wish anymore because I'm not trapped by my mask. So, right, right. What are some for people who are listening who have a child that may seem like they're withdrawing? Because I know in raising my teens, it I could see where maybe they would start to withdraw their room. Maybe that's where they were taking their masks off because maybe I was pushing for the boxes to get checked. Make sure you're doing right. all these things. And I'm br and bragging about them online to my friends. Like, oh, they're doing so good. And that puts pressure if you're wearing it. Is. It is, it absolutely. And then they pick up on that too, right? So it's um, you know, the little bumper stickers that like my students, uh, National Honor Society, whatever. Like, Yes, sometimes yeah. that might be pressure to someone who's struggling. 
So how do we start to see those warning signs of someone who might be masking to a point where it's dangerous for them? Um, honestly, communication is the most important piece to any relationship. And I think the reason, so I, I was very good. Part of the, part of the problem with masking is the person who's doing it doesn't realize they're doing it right. Most of the time. And so people around them don't realize it's happening because to them, it's just normal. Mm -hmm. Um, so it can be very difficult to spot somebody who is masking and struggling behind that mask. And so my, my suggestion is to talk. Mm -hmm. Um, to not just, you know, like if you, if, right, if you have a, right now, you have a teenager who, like you said, kind of is going to school, withdrawing, going to the room and not like wanting to interact. Um, it's about, I think it's about the questions that are asked. It's not, how was school? What did you learn today? What did you do in class? You know, it's, how are you feeling? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. was your was your day hard mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. is there anything that you're concerned about that you want to talk to me about um so it's less about asking about the things right you were saying the checking the boxes and you know how was class do you have homework like what do you have yeah. done and more about them mm -hmm. they want to be seen mm -hmm. They don't want to be an accomplishment, right? They right. Don't want to be a checkbox. They want to be seen, um, and so it's, and it might take. They might not react right away, right? They might, right? Especially teenagers, they're like, oh, I don't want to be friends with my mom. I'm not going to talk to this person. Like, it's not easy. But the more you let them know that you're open to listening, to being there, and to hearing about them and what they need, and not just the things, the homework and the after school activities and the classes and the college applications. Yeah. It, so that that would be my suggestion. Um, if you're if you're feeling disconnected or you're feeling like your um, teenager is withdrawing and there's the potential that they could be masking. Um, talk. Mm hmm. How about to a teenager? How about a teenager who might not be aware? What would be some things they could be looking for to say, am I masking? Am I struggling? Yeah. Um, so one thing, um, physical expression of anxiety, mm -hmm. right? So that is something that for me anyway, was very, um, God, I can't think of the word, very present, mm -hmm. very present. So emotionally and like 
when people ask, oh, I'm fine, I have a smile on, but there were little things like I would wake up for school every single day nauseous because I was just so anxious and so, so like uncomfortable. And the thought of having to put my, my mask on, even though I didn't necessarily recognize that's what it was, it was mm -hmm. the thought of having to go interact and be and be this person, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. Not just exist, not just live, not just experience, but I had to be. Um, I almost every single morning before I went to school was either nauseous or throwing up. I would physically, physically shake, like yes. without caffeine or anything like that. Yeah. Um, so definitely, you know, things like that. Um, your mindset when you're going to school too, right? So if i mean there's always i mean nobody loves well that's not true people might love school i'll take that back there might be people who love school yeah but <laughs> not everybody loves school right so i'm not saying like oh if you wake up and you're like oh school what a drag but if you're going into your day-to-day -day every day and you're like and you really have to work yourself up to it right and you're just scared and anxious and uncomfortable in your own skin mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. feel like you have to put on a smile and put on a show those try like those are the things to kind of be mindful of like um when you wake up in the morning and you think about what you have ahead for ahead of you on the in the day um realistically thinking you're speaking you're not going to be excited about everything right but are you afraid to do the day right right and if you're physically ill and having physical reactions that's some that's a lot right mm -hmm. if, if you if you wake up and you're like i just and we're all gonna have days here and there right like we, right. we all need what i call mental health days right but if it's a regular thing every single day like I have to do this. I have to do that. Yeah. We might, we might need to take stock. Yeah. Yeah. Is there pressure on teens inside the school from their peers on top of the pressures that we're already adding? Do you Absolutely. know what I mean? That make it feel like you have to wear these masks and you have to be a certain something. Oh, How yeah. do we that? How do we change that perception that we stop doing it? Because I remember it being that way. You had in my day, the '90s. It was like labels were the shit. Oh gosh, so yeah. If you did not have guest jeans, girl. You were in the wrong damn crowd. And mm -hmm. I definitely did not have no guest jeans. <laughs> oh god, no. No, and that's. I hate to say it, but I. I that's something that I think is going to be ever present because um, it definitely like we're, we're talking about the pressures from home and, and, and all of these like expectations to be and do and succeed. And then they go into school. Right. Mm -hmm. And then there's pressures to the, the pressures are different. They're more social. Right. 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 Um, but either way, they're they're getting pressure from home to be and do something. And then they go into school and they're getting pressure from their peers to be and do something. And there's nobody encouraging them to live, just be themselves to just, yeah, 
like yeah. to not like so I, I I wish I could be like yeah if we just do this that will change <laughs> everybody will be accepting right. of everybody and there will be no judgment and teenagers won't be cruel to each other and it's just like no that's not the case it's not the case yeah but if you have a space to go to at home so this and this is why I'm like so passionate about the mother daughter relationship um and or or just you know the mother child relationship because yes your mom's probably going to be putting some pressure on you and she's doing her best and all all of these things that we kind of talked about and she's got her own pressures but nobody loves you the way your mom loves you yeah and so that's the person that you you can start taking the mask off with mm -hmm. and mothers it let them yeah I mean, I'm even guilty of the same thing. Like a few times I'd have a child that would confide in me, like mm -hmm. some depression points. And my viewpoint would be like, but you don't have it that bad. Like, yes. And the answer back would be, and very smart was you don't have to be deprived to be depressed. <laughs> oh, I like yeah. that. Yes. And I was like, Okay, you're right. You're right. Yeah. But it's hard to not have that be your reaction immediately when your child who to me looks like, oh my God, if I had your life, you know what I mean? Right, right. And I think that as a parent, we got to stop doing that too. Like if I just had the life that I created for you, I would have been happy. Yeah. <laughs> and that's, that's a mindset too that gets passed on, right? Like you're, I, I kept, bet that your parents were like, well, if when I was a kid or if I had your life or if I had your opportunities, you know, I did this so that you could. Mm -hmm. Right. And those are all valid. Mm -hmm. But it, again, it, it, and it goes back to shifting that perspective of, okay, but what is happiness and what is success? So, right. So you can, um, and and also what you said about the, um, sorry, I have a lot of ums coming out right now. No, you're good. <laughs> <laughs> what you said about the, well, you don't have it that bad kind of, right? Like we, we've also trained ourselves societal, societally mm -hmm. to compare, right? So, and, and that's what we do is we say, well, we could have it worse. It could be this, but it's not. And yes. Like we, we should be aware of those things, mindful of those things. That's what gratefulness is, right? Mm -hmm. Like I'm grateful for what I do have, but it doesn't invalidate the negativity that you experience, the struggles that each individual has. Mm -hmm. um, and every, every person is as unique as a snowflake. Yeah. So you can be looking at somebody and be like, well, all of these outside circumstances would make me think that well, you got the life. You're yeah. good, right? Mm -hmm. But you're not. We're you not. Have like a push inside behind the curtain. Exactly, the man behind the curtain. Don't look at the man behind. The yeah, and for me, like when it was said to me, like you don't have to be deprived, or you don't have to be abused, or you don't have to be your worst case scenario, because my life was a worst case scenario. So I was looking at it from that was my you've got it better. So why are you depressed? I don't understand. And I would say that. And then I would think to myself, how dare I tell her, this kid 
right. what they're thinking, feeling, and experiencing because I'm not with them 24 seven. I'm not at the school. Exactly. Where exactly. I would just love to be their friend. Of course, I'm their mother. <laughs> right. And, and, it's, right? and you're not the only, like, we're all guilty of that. Mm-hmm. We're all guilty mm-hmm. of doing things like that. Um, and so basically I was painting pieces of a mask and handing it to my child and saying, slap it on. Slap it on. Right. Yes. Yeah. (laughs) And hey, Genesis. Hey, mom. Genesis, have you heard what Chili's is doing this month? No, what? Chili's is starting their Creative Pepper fundraiser for St. Jude. Wow, neat. What's Creative Pepper? Chili's is hosting a month of fun that includes t-shirts you can decorate for only $12.99. Really? Wow. Oh, there's more. Really? What? For a dollar, you can color a pepper to enter to win a gift card. Wow, that's cool. What did they do with all that money? Donate it to St. Jude. Plus... There's more? Yes. Select locations are having different activities to raise money all month. Want to hear what our Chili's in Dawsonville is doing? Do I? Yes, tell me. Every Friday is theme night, so the staff, that's us, is going to dress up as a different theme, like nerd night, superhero night, fun stuff like that. We also have jars with the manager's faces. Whoever collects the most in their jar gets pied in the face at the end of the month. Wow, fun! There's more. More? More. There's a fish tank with three targets. Each target represents a specific dessert. It only takes a quarter to win. Wow, that sounds so fun. When are we going to Chili's again? I like the desserts there. Oh, Mom, what does Chili's do with all that money? Good question. Chili's partnership with St. Jude helps ensure families never get a bill for treatment, housing, or transportation. This way, they can focus on what's truly important. The St. Jude Imagine Academy by Chili's helps children stay in school while receiving treatment. Okay, after this episode, grab your quarters and let's go to Chili's and have some fun while helping St. Jude. Hey mom, do you have any change? I know which manager I want to pie in the face. And, and that's, but it's, again, like I, like I said, you're not the only one guilty of that because that's been kind of what we've all been taught to do. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Clap it mm-hmm. on. Put a bandage over it, you're fine. Suck it up. Pull up your bootstraps, get on with the day. Sweep it under the rug. Quickly fix it. Hurry up. Yeah. And just keep moving supposedly forward. But really what we're doing is we're taking a weight behind us as we're trying to move forward towards that finish line, whatever that goal is, whatever that success is. How many parents sit down at a table with their adult children and say, well, I would do it this way. I would do it that way. That was something that made me so annoyed as I was growing up. And then to have to hear myself do it, (laughs) I have to take a couple steps back and say, you know what? I am contributing to the problem. But here's the thing is I I go back to communication because Mm -hmm. what, what you're offering is advice from a place Mm -hmm. of love. Right. Mm -hmm. So that's not a bad thing to offer. But it's Mm -hmm. the way that it the way that it's said. And it's because it's the way that it was said to you. Like, Mm -hmm. well, if I were you, if I were in your shoes, if it were me, instead of saying, Well, oh, oh, okay, I I 
I understand why you did that or where you're coming from. Have you thought about looking at it this way? Have you thought about trying this Mm -hmm. instead of putting yourself like, well, if it were me, I would do this. So Mm -hmm. that means your decision must be wrong because it's not what I would do. Right. Right. And so it's all a matter of how those, and it takes practice. Yeah, It takes a lot of practice, but it's all a matter of, of how those conversations happen. Yeah. Yeah. And listening is a huge part of communication. Cause again, being the parent side and seeing it from and understanding it from the child side, as a parent, we want to just bulldoze over and, and, and not shut our little mouths and let our ears open mm-hmm. when, when kids are trying to say, Hey, it's different for us. Because we're trying to put it into what we were going through back 30 plus years ago. Right. Completely different new world. A whole different world. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. And y'all were exposed to something completely different. Oh, yes. And, and every day is a little, right? Every day something changes a little bit and every new generation experiences things differently. And so it it's always... Um, it's hard. Yeah. So opening up our ears, opening up our ears is, uh, is, is, is communication, seeing, hearing and speaking. <laughs> right. And validating. I think, I think a big key of, um, a compassionate and productive conversation includes validation. Yeah. So even if like kind of going back to what we were just saying, right. If your child comes to you and says, Oh, this is what I want to do, or this is how I feel, or this is what I think. Even if you disagree, right? It's a matter of letting your child know that how they feel is valid and okay. And there's nothing wrong with them. There's nothing that needs to be fixed or changed about it. And so if you start with that, any other advice, right, that you then give them is going to be much more welcomed too, because mm-hmm. mm-hmm. they're not going to be hearing it from a place of rah rah rah. Do this. I'm your parent. I know what's best for you. Mm-hmm. They'll be hearing it from a place of, oh, she gets it. She understands how I feel. Hmm. Maybe I should take that into consideration. Yeah. Agreed. What do you have to share as like a final thought for anyone out there who is on the parent side and even on the kid side that might be struggling to notice masking, understand what masking is, or, you know, if you're masking, right. dangerous. My final, my final thoughts or, or words of advice on anybody who might be struggling with masking or think that somebody they love is struggling with masking. Um, is you're not alone. Number one, absolutely not alone. Um, and we're, we need to practice communicating mm-hmm. because healthy, healthy communication, yes, healthy communication, yeah, which is again not easy. Mm-hmm. Um, but no, it's, hard. it's tough, it's, it's, it's tough because that's we're not why, yeah, I think that's why when our kids do come to us we're automatically like, no, 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 that's not how you think, or that's not how you feel. There's no way because it kind of hits a nerve. It kind of exposes something that we feel we've done wrong, but it's right. 
on this journey and we're all learning as we go. Something I've, um, I've kind of come at as a, as a general rule for me, if somebody, something, if, if something somebody says or does irks me the wrong way, right. I feel triggered by it. Mm-hmm. That's usually because there's something in me that I don't want to look at or haven't looked at yet mm-hmm. that I, I need to work on or want to grow. Right. So that kind of just goes back to like what you were just saying about as and that especially happens with parents, right? So in the, in these situations, they'll be like, oh, I'm experiencing my child do something similar to what I did. And either we don't want them to do that, go down the wrong path kind of a thing, or this is what my parents told me. And so we just kind of keep pushing the, um, what was taught to us, right? It just keeps flowing down the line, flowing down the line. It all comes down to making sure that they feel safe to express what they need to express. And that's, and I, I, I just keep, I keep coming back around and it all comes from validating. Yeah. Well, it probably keeps coming back around because that's what it, it that's probably yeah. what, where we need to start is that's where we need to start validating how the thoughts and the feelings and really accepting them and trying to move forward and tuning into your podcast and learning how to do that. It's not just about mothers and daughters. You know, I tried to have a conversation about what the father son relationship is like. And do you know that I have nobody that wants to step forward to get into that spotlight and talk about that because, and that's, that tells me so much. Mm-hmm. I'm like, okay. actually, now that you say that I'm, I'm taught not totally surprised because um, I mean, as women where we tend to be a little more in tune to our emotions and open to talking about them. Right. Mm-hmm. And society has also allowed that to be the case. Mm-hmm. So to, it makes sense that we start talking about the mother daughter relationship before people are comfortable talking about the father son relationship, because one, according, according to society, men aren't supposed to express their feelings or talk about them. And so the father son relationship, I'm sure is just like, talk about masking. Yeah, (laughs) that's what I was just thinking. I was like, you know, this would be a good episode and even your podcast would be good for fathers and sons to just listen to and get okay with the fact that the pressure's there too. Oh, absolutely. A lot, I mean, a lot of what we talk about is universal for Mm -hmm. relationships. Um, Mm -hmm. A lot of it's, a lot of it's not, a lot of it's, we talk about like generational trauma and that kind of stuff as well. Um, But yeah, a lot, a lot of it is just universal. I mean, we talk about the mother-daughter relationship because it's what is pertained to you and your pertains to us. It's right where it's it's our most precious relationship, um, and it's what's gotten us through some pretty dark times. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, a lot, a lot of what we talk about is is how to have those healthy, productive, and compassionate conversations. Um, how to, how to listen, how to kind of start changing the perspective, um, and and just to see each other as individuals and and to see and love each other as who who you really are without the expectations of 
society, but societal influences and that kind of thing. Yes. Well, can I just take a moment to thank you and Kelly for being an ally in starting conversations about tough subjects? Yeah, thank you. Yeah, absolutely. And I, hope that, I hope that it just keeps going and going and going and going into it. Eventually, we can look back and say, okay, we may not have the problems eradicated, but those numbers are starting to decline again because everybody is important for this life, for for each other. You never know how you're going to connect with somebody and how somebody's story is going to help you. Right. Oh, absolutely. That's that's so true. Because <laughs> I would not be here talking to you if it weren't for, um, I think, two years ago at Polka Dot Powerhouse Celebration. Right. If one of one of the ladies was speaking and her thing was all about like your story matters, share your story. Mm-hmm. Um, so here I am. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so yeah, and and I think the only like the last thing I kind of want to make sure is is out there is if you're listening to this and you do think that masking might might be something that you're a behavior that you're exhibiting um and you don't necessarily know who to talk to about it i'm here so you can um you can one if you if you'd rather kind of just start and ease in you can listen to the mother daughter journey podcast or you more than welcome to reach out to me, um, Abigail at themotherdaughterjourney.com. And I'd be happy to just listen mm-hmm. if that's mm-hmm. what you need. So yeah, we're, we're all in this together, guys. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I encourage anyone to reach out to Abigail and to definitely tune in to the mother daughter journey. Also, you can see them at Warrior Unchained, September 23rd in Wisconsin Dells. Hey, <laughs> Polka Dot Powerhouse put you on the path. Well, the first Warrior Unchained put me on this path and that joined us together. So isn't that interesting? <laughs> so everything is it's you know in, in its own time coming together. Exactly, exactly. Abigail. Tell everybody where to find you and all the places to find you. Okay. Um, so beside the the podcast, the Mother Daughter Journey podcast, you can find on pretty much any platform, um, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google. Um, you can also visit the motherdaughterjourney.com if you want to check out our blog. You can it would also lead you to the podcast that way too. Um, and we are also on Instagram. It's the.md.journey. Oh, cute. Um, and TikTok as well as the MD journey. Cute. So, yeah. So um, feel free to check us out, please. And if you like what you hear, definitely let us know. Um, if you have any questions or anything in particular you want to hear us talk about, let us know. And if I can help you, let me know. Yes. And is your coaching program ready yet? It will be at the beginning. So right now we're kind of in a, a beta phase. We've um, we're, we're building it out and it's, it, I'm actually really excited about it. It's looking really good. Um, so it will be in 2024. 
Awesome. Well, you may see me. I hope we'll see <laughs> to mend some fences. <laughs> well, if, you know, if you need help before then, you know where to find me. Well, absolutely, <laughs> absolutely. All right. Thank you so much, Abigail. I appreciate you You're taking fine. the time to explain to us what masking is and all the other good information because there are people out there that don't realize that they're doing it. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. But they know that they don't feel right. Right. <laughs> so it's important stuff. Thank you so much for having me on. I really appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you for spending time listening to our conversation. If you enjoyed this and other episodes, please subscribe, like, and share so we can reach more listeners with our powerful messages. And stay tuned to hear about our affiliates and recommendations. They change from episode to episode.